by end of the season if you're like fifth i'm going to kill myself <laughs> like going to that point <laughs> like i don't think it's going to happen it's going to go to that point but if it does oh my god like i think the podcast has gotten extremely violent now it's <laughs> my fault uh, but uh <laughs> so to sum up joe's going to kill fonseca samir's going to kill himself it's going well <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Short Corner Podcast. This is episode number three and we're going to be reviewing a very disappointing loss in the Derby della Madonnina uh, to enter 3-0 defeat. Uh, very upsetting. Uh, here to go through it with me is Samir. Hello. Um, Naeem. Where to be long, guys? Uh, Rid. Hello everyone. And then Joe, who's going to introduce, uh, introduce our special guests. Hey guys, so today we have uh, Justin from Queens, uh, New York, on our on our podcast. It's great to have him, and he's a great guy. Uh, I think we all know him from Twitter, uh, and I'm sure lots of you also know him from Twitter as well. Uh, so yeah, it's great to have him on the on the on the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say thank you to Matt, Naeem, Ridnir, Joe, and Samir for having me. I'm happy to be here. I've known a lot of these guys for a while, so. Should be fun. Yeah, happy and, to have you. Yeah. Well, let's get cracking. So, obviously, um, we lost 3-0. Uh, very bad performance. Being two goals from Lautaro and one from Lukaku. Um, very disappointing, I think. There's not a lot of positives uh, to pick up on from the match. Um, but, yeah, what's everyone's thoughts? We'll start with our guest, Justin. So, what's your thoughts on the game? I mean, honestly, I think we all kind of predicted this going in wasn't really going to be too fun given our recent form and Inter's recent form and obviously them being the stronger team at the moment. Uh, I mean, if you told me before the season we'd be in second place above on six points on, I think Roma's in third, right? I think it's third place Roma. So if you told me that going into the season, I would be ecstatic. So where we are right now, I mean, you can't really complain, but obviously you have to aim for higher. And yeah. I think a lot of people forget that we are, I think we're overachieving. We have oh, yeah, achieved definitely. So obviously, you know, losing 3-0 to the Derby and letting Inter, you know, get, I think, four-point cushion, obviously it's going to hurt because it's Inter. And yeah. once we're at top, you obviously just want to stay at the top, even if you're not expecting it. But besides that, um, yeah, I mean, really bad game, I think. No, but no one, I think only, I would say, three players performed the right, that being Tonali. And maybe Slatan up top. Uh, I think yeah. those were the only three players who did all right. Um, but yeah, it was quite put disappointing. What did you think, Joe? Yeah, I mean, it's also a really disappointing result. But I actually think the performance itself was a lot better than we've seen in previous games. Almost like it was definitely better than Spezia last week. And um, you know, was, I I definitely thought it was a better performance than the Atalanta game where. It, it was the same result and we just we couldn't get it kicking but uh, today I think it's just a story of you know we did show up but they were just more clinical than us and they, they took their chances and uh, there was a really important spell I think at the start of the first the uh, second half where we were on top and we were creating loads of chances and I think as soon as that shot I think it was from like Tenali where it was going straight to the top corner oh, yeah. but Handanovic saved it I think I knew from there it wasn't going to be our day and they scored like a couple of minutes later and was, I think that was it really yeah, and I'm doing 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 share your thoughts on the game. 
Uh, I thought it was down to the individual brilliance of Handanovich. Like you said, start of the second half, he made, uh, I think it was three saves in a sequence of under two minutes. So Tanali, uh, Ibra, and Ibra. I thought those were all equalizing chances that we could have equalized. And it's a different story if we equalize. But uh, Handanovich, individual brilliance there, I was so mad. I mean, those are top-class saves. I think the shots were going like bottom quarter, top quarter. Tonali's one hitting roof of the net. He's not saving that. He also won against, had one against Rebic, so I thought Handanovic was your man of the match. You might say Lukaku, but uh, I thought it was Handanovic. Yeah, he saved him so many times. Matt? Yeah, I just realised. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just really poor performance. I think first half, it was similar to the um, Spezia game where we just didn't get going at all the first half. And then concede the first goal and I think that's a big thing for Milan if we concede the first goal like against a good team like uh, Juve or Inter or Atalanta it's always going to be difficult for us and you know conceded that first goal and then did well to like kind of weather the storm and get through to half time only at 1-0 because I think 2-0 at half time it's even more dead and buried than it eventually was um, and then yeah I think the only difference was that they took their chances when they were on top in the first half they scored their goal and then when we were on top in the second half Unfortunately, we just didn't take our chances. And then, yeah, they as um, as we've said, yeah, they were just overall more clinical to us. And I think that's kind of representative of, like, where we are in our pathways. Like, at the moment, I think if you ask many Inter fans, it's kind of like do or die for them. It's like, this we've invested all this money in this. We've got Conte. This is going to be our big chance to overtake Juve and win a Scudetto. And I think we're just, like, that one step behind. And I think, yeah, that was definitely shown by today's overall result and performance. Sam, do you want to add? Um, uh, to begin with, we played much better than Spezia's game. Uh, my question was, why do we start so slow? The first half was so fucking bad. Like, why don't we start the match like the way we did second half? You know, the first 15 minutes of the second half, we kept on fucking going at them. Like, we were so fucking dead and we had a very shit first half. And But we did play better than Spezia. I think it's our, like, uh, this we played better than Spezia or Red Star, but it was Inter, so it's not enough. Also, I think our goal is top four was always top four, so I'm not really bothered. If we can win against a smaller team, it should be fine. Also, Samir was very good today. I don't know where was he the last few months, and suddenly out of nowhere he's like fucking Manuel Neuer or something. He saved like as names said three goal three shots. Within two minutes, so yeah, it was it, it was it was you know it was a shit game. Also, we we had our chances like the Ibra at, in the in the first half when Ibra almost scored the back heel goal he tried you know that one and the second half the header. So overall, it was a better game the last few matches, but not enough, sadly. Um, Justin, we just wanted to ask you. Uh... Why do you support Milan? What what got you into Milan to begin with? We want to know. So, growing up in New York City, obviously, football is not the first sport that you grow up with. So, it was a bit difficult. But I think really the first game that I watched was the game against Barca. I believe it was 2012 in the Champions League with Pato, Robinho, everybody. And, yeah, I, ever since then, I've just I've been addicted and I haven't stopped. That's brilliant. 
uh, we asked Wally um, last uh, last podcast, so I will just ask you: So, your top three favorite Milan players of all time? Oh, you have to pick three. Time. All okay. right. So, I think number one, and I, I know Joe's gonna be happy about this one. I'm gonna say Gattuso just because. Um, secondly, I'll go. I have to go Balotelli just because that was my like that was my Milan. Even though it's the banter, like that's what I really grew up with. So I would say Balotelli second, and then third I'd go Kaká just because of his second stint when he came back on loan, and just for what he did for Milan in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is a bit of a more general question, is again for Justin mainly. Um, how do you, what do you think we should um, do to not fix Milan because obviously. We're not as bad as it was as well, you know, past few seasons. But if you were in charge of Milan, what would you what would your next moves be? My next move would definitely just be to get top four this season. We mm-hmm. can't make any rash decisions on sacking Pioli. I've seen it on Twitter today. Get rid of him, get rid of him. It's not can't do that yet, just because I mean, if you look at where we're at, we're completely overachieving for the squad that we have. And I mean, if you asked me going into the season, I would have picked Inter as the favorites just because, like, I think it was you who said that they're do or die. I mean, they've spent over 200 million. Conte's on 12 mil a year. So, I mean, looking at where we are right now, we're definitely behind them in the project just because they've qualified for UCL the past couple seasons. Granted, they haven't made it far, but we haven't even gotten any of that money. So I think when you go by that, I think top four right now is crucial just to get that CL money you get players that might want to come into a team that's obviously it's Milan. You come into a team with great history and just playing Champions League football. I think it's crucial right now. I mean, on paper, Inter has beat in most positions, don't you guys think? Yeah. Easily. On paper, they're the better team. Easily. Yeah, and I think uh, also that if you look at where we were, I mean, it's easy to say, say this, but like, you know, where we were about a year ago. Yeah. Um, where we were just, you know, after that final defeat to Atalanta and the fact that we've we've gone from that to being even in the mention for the title race, I think shows a lot of ambition from the management and also a huge step up from every player in the team. But at the same time, you know, we've raised the bar to this level and now it's gone to the point where we need to raise it again. And so far in 2021, it's not really, it's not even matching what we were in 2020. So it's a, bit, it's a bit of a disappointment, but, you know, it's not over yet. Um, I think, you know, there's only two games that it would need for Inter to drop points and for us to go back up and top. So it's far from over yet. And, um, yeah, we just need to put it in the past and, you know, look at the positives and the way we started that second half and be it, that this is the way we need to play from minute one and do that from, you know, minute one against Roma. We won't see a game and we won't see a score um, and take the game to them. So, I think yeah, to add on that, to... Joe, uh, um, I think uh, Inter are playing Juve. They have the Roma game. I think they're playing Napoli too. There's quite some big games that's coming up for Inter. And they're playing Juve and Roma like the final three weeks of the season. So I think we have a good chance still. You know, they could lose to Juve. They could lose to Atalanta because they have some big games coming up themselves. Yeah, I think that's something to consider. Like, 
it's it's pro- it's obviously like painful today to see that see us get absolutely smashed but there is like still like about 15 games left it's like far from over there's nothing to say like we can't win the league it's obviously a big blow but um as Samir said as well like title would be the dream but to even like for top four that this isn't like that big of a blow for top four and I agree with Samir in the sense that if we just do our bits against the lower teams, the likes of Benevento and Genoa and stuff like that, that's that that'll get us to our goal because our goal is top four and anything else on top of that's a bonus. So I think the idea of purely out and all that nonsense, I think that's very reactionary, very like hot-blooded, very emotional, which is understandable. But I think you've got to take a pinch of salt and look at the wider picture of things and just kind of look at look at ourselves and say, look where we were this time last year. Let's just yeah, let's just calm it down a bit. Um, I just want to bring up um, a point about the derby again, and again with purely. Um, what do you guys think of the subs? Because Tonali, I think he was the first one of the first subs, and I think he was having probably the best one of the best games since he came. So personally, I thought they're wrong. Yeah, I mean, they're personally, wrong. I would I would have kept Tonali and just you know taking off Ibrahimovic, who is pretty much our, at that point was our only you know, real threat and putting on Castilleja no offence, but he gives nothing. And, you know, not having a proper striker when you, you know, freeing it all down, it just, it just feels like, purely was like, I, there's the white flag, we're done, you know? Funny story, I turned off my TV when Castillo took that shot. He skied it. Top love, he skied it. I, I turned my TV off enough. What do you think, Justin, of the subs? Well, personally, I... I mean, I think we all could have wrote the subs out before the game even started, other than the Ibra sub, because if you look at the past, I mean, purely in-game management has, in my opinion, not been the best when it comes to subbing out players. But I have to give him credit for the Ibrahimovic sub, because at that point, I mean, that was him literally, like you said, just waving the red flag, accepting defeat, and just preserving Ibra for Roma and Red Star and this later this week. So on that point, I have to, I can't even fault him for that just because, I mean, realistically, we weren't going to score three goals. Uh, at the end of the day, we just weren't on par with how they were playing. Why do you guys think we didn't see how get again? Because I think against Betsy came up for the t- last 10 minutes and today just wasn't even subbed on. Because I think Pioli did say he would be used more in the league, but ever since he was left out the uh, Europa League list, he just hasn't really played at all and you know my, I think you know when you're losing 3-0 you might as well put someone like Hauge on like what's the worst that can happen you're losing already you might as well put him on I thought Rebic was really bad and I thought he should have been subbed off for Hauge that's what I was thinking when 60-65 minutes in but Hauge never came on and Rebic was kept on I think Justin was saying that Rebic is really bad I, I agree with them I, I thought Rebic was horrible for us too Rebic is a weird player, in my opinion. He either wakes up world-class or either wakes up uh, playing Sunday League football. Like He's just so weird. And today, I would have taken him off at half-time, honestly. But, um, you know, I was a bit surprised when there were no subs at half-time. You know, I was thinking Leao coming on half-time would have given us that boost that we needed. But, you know, I also understand we were doing really well towards the end of the first half. So maybe he didn't really want to change too much but I think it's an ongoing theme as Justin said um, purely subs during the match aren't the best and sometimes a bit questionable as well 
because you know for me taking off Tonali putting on Mate is a big you know downgrade especially when you're losing yeah I think I can empathize slightly with Pioli though because when Vidal came on for Barella that was um that was I think it's for Barella but that was something that was really symbolic for me because you saw that obviously Benacer is not fit, but Tonali got took off and we had a quite significant, like it's definitely a downgrade to uh, Metier. But like you see Inter, and they've got this like thing where he can rely on all of his players. And um, I know that we've done well with our injuries this year, considering, but I, I just feel still there's like, we bring off, you know, we bring off certain players and it's like, okay, that's definitely going to hamper our progress in this match. And yeah, if we can, the quicker we can get out of that situation where we've got passengers, we can't have passengers like Castillejo. We can't have people who aren't turning up every week. We can't like if we once we get to a point where we can rely on everyone, one hundred percent every every week. That's when we're really going to start like pushing for trophies. Because at the moment, yeah, we're kind of just like we're just kind of like dabbling in a title race, and then then we just kind of get laughed away by the people who have got this serious squad where everyone can be trusted and relied on. Samir, what's your thoughts? The subs? Uh, when Pioli bought on Meiti, uh, for Tonali, I thought, okay, he gave up the game. Because Meiti is defensive, you know, he's not going to create chances. Honestly, he's not going to do anything. But then as soon as he got Meiti on, I thought, okay, that's it. The game is done, you know. He's just going to play defensive. So it just stays T0. And as in for Halge, I have no clue what's going on with him. I thought Rebic should have been like subbed on on halftime because he does nothing. I feel like every time he scores, it's a mistake. Every time he gives an assist, it's a mistake. I don't know. He's such a... Like, I don't know, man. Like, everything he does, I don't know how, but then, you know... I feel like... Yeah, he's the, really the... clumsy, but somehow he makes <laughs> things happen. <laughs> exactly. Like, every time he has assist Ibra, I'm like, okay, that was a mistake. Has to be. Like, like I don't know, man. I feel like when he doesn't know what he does, but at least he's better than Samu. He's just totally useless. And I think Olga should get chance, like more chances, you know, in the upcoming matches because Rebic is not doing anything, honestly. I think I would prefer Hulke and Liao uh, on the uh, on the right side instead of Salemakers and Samu. I think uh, Joe was saying Romagnoli and Salamakers had to step up today and they did the opposite of that. He completely just, they weren't there, non-existent. Yeah, I, I think it was just one of these things uh, before the game, I, I kind of had this in my head that it was becoming increasingly clear that uh, Romagnoli's place in the starting lineup is probably getting to a point where it's not really justified anymore. And I think this was the game where he needed to prove us all wrong. Uh, and now I think we're looking at this game um, where he, he was completely outpaced by Lukaku and it was like two two of the goals were pretty much entirely his fault. Um, yeah, he, he just didn't step up and I think, yeah, he was such a great servant to the club during the, the Bantu era but now that, you know, he's not just a slightly above average player in a slightly below average team, he's now a slightly above average team in, you know, where he's got properly good players in and around him so something needs to change um, and I think maybe it's time for you know, even if it's not a permanent thing I think Pioli just needs to 
get the message across that he's not irreplaceable. He's not uh, he's not unbenchable. Even though he's got the armband, you know when you when you're at AC Milan, you're you you know you're at one of the biggest clubs in the world, and you can't just yeah you can't it, mediocrity isn't acceptable. Really. Yeah, he looks scared by Lukaku as well. I feel like every time Lukaku got the ball, Romagna would just shoot himself. Terrified. Terrified. Yeah. I mean, I think one criticism I have for Pioli, um, you know, when you're playing against two quick strikers, such as Lukaku and uh, Lautaro, and you also have Hakimi, who's really quick, you, you and you have Tomori on the bench, who's probably one of the fastest players you have. Why is he not playing? He's the perfect fit, you know, to play against a team such as uh, Inter who's so reliant on the pace of the players. So why isn't Tomori playing? And and Romagnoli having the cup, the, you know, the armband. I don't, first of all, I don't think he's captain um, material anymore, if you could say. Um, he doesn't show, I don't think he shows any real personality during the games. I feel like whenever there's any clash with anyone, it's always Gijo, Kie or Ibrahim just stepping up and he's just there. But yeah. What's your thoughts on Alessio, Justin? I mean, from 2015 to 2018, he, in my opinion, he was one of the best defenders in the league. Definitely. Now, like Joe said, uh, he was in a worse team then, and he was one of our best players alongside probably Donnarumma. And now we're in a better team, you would say, looking at the standings, and he's gotten progressively worse the past. I think it's been at least a season and a half that he's been declining now. And I mean, defenders usually get better with age. So I, I, I don't think we should give up on him yet, but it's coming to the point, like you said, that it, we're going to have to start asking questions. Should we cash in the summer then? Matt, try to go? That's such a tough question. I don't know. I really, I don't know. It depends what the figure is because I, he was bought in for what, around like 25? Yeah, like 25, million? something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, It was a fair amount, so. No, yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, I don't know. It's such a tough question because it depends, A, who we're bringing in, and B, is Tomori being redeemed? A lot of things go along with that. So right now, I would say I would lean more towards no. Matt? Yeah, um, I just wanted to kind of make a comment. Man City have um, just won against Arsenal and that, that, that's 18 years of being and a lot of that a lot of that's been down to John Stones and what I was thinking is John Stones is his um, when he's been playing with worse centre-backs he's um, done worse and but when Ruben Diaz is coming we've really begun to see him um, we really begin to see like him get better and I just feel like with Romagnoli almost the opposite's happened Kier's come in and he's finally got his centre-back partner he's got his Ruben Diaz he's got his person who should be making him look better and unfortunately and I, don't, and I think this is a good um, piece of evidence to perhaps why he's not up to the standard we're looking for now we're in this top four uh, title race sort of position he's his flaws are being shown like we we brought a better defender into a company him and it's not just and it's not um brought his game to next level it's almost exposed his weaknesses and uh, yeah I think that's quite worrying and got a question here from um Aditya uh, Pranbora uh, who asks whether Romagnoli should be benched because if we're aspiring for league and Europe uh, Europa League glory and trying to push on to next, that next level Shall we bench him? We've kind of touched on it, but if we all try and like, yeah, give an answer on what we think, Samir, do we do we think we should bench him? Um, the way he's playing, if he keeps on continuing, I think yeah, we should bench him. 
like my thing is i think he's great but the um, like since poli came on we've been playing with the highland defense i think uh, like the highland does not suit him at all like with gattuso when we played with low back line he was one of the best in the league he was getting shots with van dyke like you know with the stats and everything since poli came on since we started playing attacking we can see his weaknesses I still think he's a good defender. He's a great defender, but he might not work for us if Poli stays because the, the we play attacking and it just does not suit him at all. Like he would be perfect for Atletico Madrid if he goes there, he'd be back to his old self. He would be perfect as well for Lazio or T at the back. But for right now, the way we play, he won't suit us. I don't think Tomori is the way. Sadly. I I want to talk about Tomori's performance in the Copa. So he, do you guys see the tackles he was making on Lukaku? He read Lukaku's play before Lukaku made that run to the area, and he was there in a snap. He's so quick. He read Lukaku in that game. I thought he did really, really good. So my question was why Tomori wasn't started today because he knows Lukaku from Premier League office. He studies his movements and he's very quick. Like Rid said, he's probably top two quickest players in our team. And both times, Romanelli got burned for pace. And I still think that both times Tomori would have used his pace to catch up. He's very aggressive in the tackle. And I think he would have slowed down Lukaku. Whereas Romanelli, he was really scared to tackle Lukaku. He was backing away. The second, the second Lukaku goal, Romanelli didn't even tackle. He was ball watching. Just let Lukaku run past him. It, I think uh, it's a mentality thing because we've seen in past derbies where Lukaku dominated Romanelli. Every time, I think um, in his head, he's like, I can't stop him. Whereas Kyer, Kyer did really, like, not really good, but he was doing his best to stop Lukaku. Like, he wasn't getting burned like Romagnoli was. And for the second Lukaku goal, Romagnoli uh, was pushed to his weaker foot. So Lukaku knew that he's a left-footed center back. So he, Romagnoli was defending on his right, and he just pushed the ball past him. Simple, you know, pushing the, pushing the ball forward to run past him. So basic things that Lukaku did and it was a fantastic finish so I think in that second case Tomori catches up using his pace because he's quick Justin I think you were going to say something on Romagnoli yeah just getting back to that I feel like um, if he was to leave he would only go to another challenger so he would go to Lazio Juve I don't think he'd go to Inter but who knows Lazio and Juve probably are the two most suitable teams for him and a he would be great in a three at the back and like I don't know who said it but one of you said that in the higher line he struggles more which is true because he's a slower defender and but even under Gattuso there were some times where I don't know he just didn't feel like the same player that he was once when it was when we were it was 2015 to 2018 he was a he was hungry he was a very gritty defender he got down he defended but even even now I'm not sure it's just he doesn't I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same. I think going back to um, Naeem's point about uh, the mentality, um, you know, I think mentality is very important, especially if you're the captain of, um, you know, AC Milan. Like, if the captain, you know, okay, you've got, you know, dominated by Lukaku twice, but you want to prove yourself. Be like, okay, he's got two. I can do it again. Like, I can, you know, match, match up with him. But, if you're if you're going to the mask scared, think okay, he's you know got the best of me twice. He's gonna do it again. So let me just make sure he doesn't. But then still, you're still scared, and then still mess up. 
think that's a big thing. Like you can't you can't go you know, into any game thinking, okay, last year he you know humiliated me, so why would I you know be here? I think the mentality is lacking for some reason, which is weird because I think it's just Justin said he he had that hunger like you know a few years ago. I'm just wondering what what's happened to that because. I, th- I think he, he still has something in him. I still think he's a great, he can be a great player, but the mentality, something's happened to it and just, you know, be concerning. Uh, Joe, do you think in his mind he was just scared of uh, Lukaku? Uh, I think the whole team was scared of Inter, to be honest, in the first sort of 10, 15 minutes. Uh, it was just, I, I feel like just recently we've looked like we're completely overthinking everything and the way we play. We're afraid to attack, we're you know, we don't even look very comfortable defending. And, you know, you know, if we're going to play like, you know, all this sitting back sort of style, then great. But I don't think that's what we're trying to do. I think we're just failing to play the way we want to play. And I think that was, that's been a theme recently in that we just haven't been able to control games whatsoever. Um, but as soon as we started attacking Inter, you know, we were on their level, I think, for a lot of that game. Uh, and I think... You know, if, if Spia got a little bit more luck, if you know Teo shot in the first half, that very nearly went in. If that went in, you know, it's a completely different game. Uh, and Pioli would have been, you know, best coach in the world again. Um, but as for more specifically, Romagnoli, I just think, um, I just think that as soon as I saw Tomori play in the derby, uh, the last derby in the cup, I thought that's it for Romagnoli. He needs to step up because this guy looks like the real deal. Um, it, it pains me to say that because I, I, I don't think, yeah, I've I've been one of Romagnoli's best, biggest fans. I think, um, you know, just generally, I've 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 sort of kept faith with him. I've, I've, you know, even when it's been he's been more questionable, I've sort of said, okay, he's been he's coming back from an injury, let's give him a bit more time. But I think now he's not coming back from an injury anymore. Uh, you know, he's the captain of this team, uh, and the standards are now higher because we've raised the standards, uh, and he's not. He's not. Um, he's not cutting it at the moment. So um, I think we probably should try out the Kier uh, Tamori partnership, at least uh, at least in the in the Europa League, and in the next game, and see how that goes. And if it's working, stick with it. Um, you know, and then Romagnoli needs to prove to Pioli that he can step up. He can be on this level. But at the moment, that's not happening, and something needs to change. Really, um, yeah. That's basically my fault. Um, so we've got another question from from Chef Kinky. Um, who's who's the next coach you want to see? And I'll say, do do we want to keep Pioli or do we want to just get a different coach? What's everyone's thoughts? And I'll probably be like, in the okay. summer, should we change? Should we stick to Pioli? Um, yeah, Justin. Yeah, Justin, go ahead. Well, I think when the season's over and we evaluate what happened with the, our goals so did we make top four obviously we still don't know that if we do get into champions league i personally don't think pioli is the right man to lead us forward i think and it might not even be realistic but i think we need somebody like allegri even i would go as far as to say sadi maybe it just because you need somebody that's proven and experienced more allegri than sadi obviously but i don't know i think Pioli's steadied the ship. He's done okay. He's done well. But it, for Champions League, I don't know if he has it in it. I just don't. Samir? 
our objective was to get top four. And if he does get that, I think we should keep him, right? Like, if we fire him, you know, it doesn't look good. And I feel that the squad is behind him. And if we, uh, if we like, get... If we're out of top four, definitely fire him. But I think if he stays top four, like, we should keep him. I mean, he did his job. Our objective was top four. And if he does get it, I think we should get him. If if he's fired, okay, I think I would want Allegri. He would be the best coach, honestly, right now. I like Sari as well. But I think with Sari, he needs time, like a year or two to build this team the way we want. But if I had to choose Allegri, he'd be the best option. Right now. Um, I, I mean, I think if we do get top four, obviously, as uh, Samir said, he, you know, you've done your job, so why would you be fired if you get top four? But at the same time, as Justin said, you know, I don't think, I personally don't think Pioli has it in him to, you know, put a team in the UCL and, you know, do well because he doesn't have the experience. He never won anything. Um so history-wise, he doesn't look like the suitable one to take us back to UCL, um, to the glory days in UCL. But I also think we, if we keep purely, we definitely need better players because I think you know if we keep him and get players to suit the way he plays, if we get like a good right wing and stuff like that, I would keep him because I think I think the players in the end are more important than the coach. But I would say it's like 60-40%. Mm-hmm. But if you get the right players who can actually give something to the team, I don't see why um, we shouldn't keep him. On the other hand, if we get an opportunity to get someone like Allegri in, or even Sarri maybe, but definitely Allegri, if, if there's a chance to get him, I would 100% take it because he has the experience. He's done it before. He's been in Milan before. He's taken Juventus, I think, two UCL finals. So he, he has it in him and he's a, he's a winner. He's won pretty much everywhere he's been. Um, so yeah, I think he's Allegri is the best. So, or if we keep if we keep Pioli, we need to change up the team. Naim, I think you were going to say something. Um, yeah, I think Pioli personally, I don't think he's a Champions League level manager. Um, so if he if the results keep coming the way they are, like he's not dropping Romagnoli. I don't. I think he needs to drop the. I mean, it's hard to drop the captain. I understand, but he has to make some changes ASAP. But with the way it's going, if it continues, I think Allegri might be the way. Maybe sorry, but uh, I think we should at least keep uh, Pioli till the end of the season and then evaluate because nothing will help if we sack a manager midway. Nothing. We we just have to keep him and see how it's going and then evaluate. Um, see how it goes. That's what I think. But Allegri might be the way to go. About Ch- he has Champions experience, obviously. Pioli, I don't think he does. Does he? I don't think, think so. I think he was in charge of Inter and just missed the UCL spot, I think. Not sure. Yeah. But I don't think it does. If it does, not that much. Not remarkable at all. Yeah, not as much as uh, Allegri. So I think uh, Allegri, sorry, might be the way to go at the end of the season. Matt? Uh, yeah, I think there's two ways of looking at it, isn't there? There's this, there's this idea of... Um, there's an idea of if we get top four, he's helped us get our objective. Why should we get rid of him? But then, which I, I completely understand. And I'm just looking at the table here. Atalanta are beating Napoli 4-2 right now. So that means that for unless some worst case scenario, we're going to be six points 
clear in the Champions League spaces with 15 games left. I think that I think the idea of like trying to think about these things now like is only going to bring more insecurity to to the team. I don't think we should be really like properly considering these things until the end of the season because if we get Champions League again, Pioli's done an incredible job and there's the idea of yeah, we need to keep him. He's done he's done his job. He's reached our objective. Why should we get rid of him? But then there's the other side as um quite a few of you have said, it's the idea of I look at Liverpool. What I think why Liverpool are struggling now is they've got this um, not with a manager. Their manager's fine, definitely, but um, with their players, they were at this point where they were really attractive. So they won the they won the Champions League. The next year they won the Premier League. Um, they play at one of like the best stadiums in the world to play at as a player with some of the best fans at, like at a home game, and they sign players like Minamino and Simakas, and it's like I think it. I don't want to see that in Milan, if that makes sense. I don't want to see us get this top four position and being a really attractive club. Because I think that's what's... When we've looked at... I remember when Montella got sacked, we were looking at Ancelotti and he just didn't want anything to do with us because we were like, don't don't touch it. You'll ruin, every, you'll ruin your reputation. Don't go anywhere near Milan. So there's the idea of keeping Pioli. He, he deserves to stay. But then there's also the point of if we're a really attractive Champions League club with good players, good young players, Tenali... Donnarumma, Matteo, we need to capitalise that and capitalise on that. And then there's the there's the debate, there's the argument that as harsh as it is and as cruel as it is, if Allegri is like, oh, I like the look of that now. I didn't want to come a few years ago because they were Europa League, they're Champions League now. I feel there's something. I feel as if I can do something with them now. There is the debate and an understandable one to maybe be harsh and ruthless and say, yeah, this is our chance. We don't want to just be a Champions League club for one year. We want to have, we want to get in Champions League every year. We want to be consistent. We want to actually, we don't want to just take part. We're here to take over sort of thing in the Champions League. And yeah, that's the, that's the debate for maybe getting rid of Pioli and getting someone like Allegri in. Yeah. I think uh, the important thing is, of course, top four this season. But at the same time, you have to remember uh, Montella in his first season where he did really well or reasonably well in his first half of his first season and then in the second half you know the trajectory was going down it was clearly the team was regressing it wasn't picking up the best, the best results it could have done and um, I think we made a big mistake in that summer in keeping him uh, we never should have renewed his contract and I think we gave him like some stupidly insane salary at that point um, so if Pioli at this point if he gets top four I think he will stay but if the trajectory of the team is going down you know, if we go from being first at the end of the first round of fixtures, you know, we're going from winter champions to fourth. You have to say that is it is a digression and it is uh, a decline. And you know, it depends on whether the management think that we've reinforcement in the summer, like you know, some serious investment. Because um, until now they've been smart with their signings, but they haven't been necessarily like flamboyant. They haven't been flashy. They don't gone out and bought like a big star player since Ibrahimovic and even then I don't think anyone actually expected him to be as influential as he has been um, so I think it all really depends on the next sort of few months I think as Matt said you've got to wait until the end of the season and review and he's earned at least that much respect to be able to keep his job until the summer and I don't think it should be even in question right now uh, in terms of sacking him so Justin do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I have to agree with you because obviously, like we've said in the past, he's clearly overachieving. I mean, 
for where we are right now, I don't think any of us would have said that we would be in second place. What is it? Four points behind. I don't think any of us would have said that. So when it comes down to that, I think you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Also, because I mean, I don't want to make excuses, but this is the COVID season, as they like to call it. So no fans, which who knows if fans would have hurt us more or helped us more. I'm not sure with the pressure regarding pressure and everything. So I'm not sure, but I think we definitely, he, he earned the benefit of the doubt to review. And obviously like we're talking as if the season's over, the season's not even over yet. There's still 15 games left to play. So who even knows what's going to happen? We could finish first, we could finish sixth. And regarding the Champions League, at right now, if he doesn't finish in a top four spot, I think his coach, coaching license should just be revoked. Because, I mean, for where we are, I mean, it's a bit ridiculous if we don't get top four now. And even from where we've been in the past, what, eight years? I mean, you, I don't have any – I'm not comfortable at all. I mean, who knows what can happen? We're on a complete trajectory going down as far as my – as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. Um, I just wanted to – I just wanted um, to uh, – sorry, yeah, sorry. Go, go on. I, I was going to move on to something. Do you want to say something before we move on? Um, no, go ahead. I was just going to okay. mention Perino's uh, question. Uh, no, I just wanted to bring up the Man- Mandzukic. Um, he's injured for the second time since he's been here. Obviously, he was a like low cost, low cost, high risk uh, move from management. Got number nine. Hasn't really had any sort of impact except elbowing people during the match. Um, so, what's everyone's thoughts? Is he finished? My thoughts are Mandzukic has more injuries and goals for us. Yeah, yeah, literally. So. Is it what do you guys think? Is he finished? Because I think his contract is if we get UCL, he will automatically get renewed. Um, so what's everyone's thought on Manzukic? Because so far, he's been much more underwhelming than I was expecting. Personally, I was very excited with the Manzukic signing just because of his build as a player, his profile, everything. Um, right now, I think he's played a total of 80 minutes not even a full game yet. So I think it's very early and he's playing, he was playing in, I believe it was Saudi Arabia. So I'm not, yeah, play for Saudi, yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's, we should really be jumping to conclusions right now. I mean, like you said, it's low cost. I think personally, I would prefer, especially Mandzukic, but anybody other than Samu and Colombo, who's our backup striker now, other than Mandzukic, obviously. So when you look at it like that, I think the Mandzukic signing was good. I think it's going to take him a bit to get into the rhythm, but I think he'll come with it. Uh, yeah, I think that, I think that the um, this deal is going to we'll know more by the end of the season. As Justin said, he's not even played a full mi- uh, game's worth of minutes yet. I think like Mandzukic is that kind of player who. He could do nothing all season and then he could get his that, I don't know, title winning goal on the last day or Champions League securing goal on the last couple games of the season. I think it's someone that we're not going to know. He's been here like, what, about a month, less than a month. It's not, we're not going to see him now. As you said, just come back from playing in Saudi Arabia. Um, it's not going to be, we're not going to know now he's, oh yeah, he's a good signing, he's a bad signing. At the moment, it doesn't seem as though it's working out. But again, he's not, I don't think the management brought him in as immediate impact. He's going to be our number one striker. He's going to be getting 
a goal a game sort of thing. He's going to be that guy who progressively through the season will start playing more of a part in the games, especially if we progress in Europe, which we should. He'll start to get more minutes, more starts, more games, and hopefully, yeah, more goals. So as Justin said, it would be a bit harsh to completely write him off, write him off or judge him straight away. I think he's only made he's only made that one start um, uh, in the Europa League. Um, I mean, he wasn't great in that game, but I mean, he wasn't terrible either. Uh, and it's it's really too early to judge him um, for what he's done so far. I think that uh, as the season comes on, he will get his chances. Um, you know, Ibrahimovic is not going to be able to play every game um, as the season goes on. You know, if we continue in the Europa League, he's definitely going to get more minutes. Uh, you know, so he's got plenty of time to to prove himself, and um, I think he will. I think he will turn into a good a good signing. But it, yeah, it really just sort of yeah, it sort of depends on uh, how he recovers. If he continues in this sort of fashion of him getting injuries and going, out, then it's going to look it's going to look bad for him. But yeah, at the moment it's too early to judge, and I think yeah, got to it's like purely you know we've got to review it at the end of the season. Uh, like Joe said, I think it's way too early to judge. He only played like one full game. I think we have to see him play more games to really see how is he. Uh, but uh, but I think I, I would prefer Mansukic uh, over him than Samu, honestly. So I think he still needs time. I want to see him more and more. Hopefully, he starts again uh, again like in Europa this week. I think with time he is gonna improve. Like I can already see his heading is already it's the same like last time. It's pretty good his heading. Like he had few chances. The Atalanta match when he came on. Even the even the last match he played, he had he had good chances to finish it off. I think he needs more time to regain his fitness. Like didn't he play like for seven months or something? He was fully out of match for like seven, six, seven months. So I think it's gonna take more time for him to get get back his full fitness and it's still way too early to judge I mean in his defence he's only played one game in his position because the way we play he can't play with Zlatan it's either him or Zlatan they can't play together unless like you know we're losing and then he just brings in for the last 10 minutes just to bombard with uh, crosses I think uh, whenever Zlatan's on he's been playing like as a left winger-ish who could just pop on with Zlatan but in his defense, he's only played one game, which is the one against Spar- um not Spar- sorry, yeah, against Red Star, where to be fair, the whole team was wasn't playing that well. So in his defense, he he was playing out of position. I think we have one more question from Twitter, and then I have just one final question for Justin. Naim, do you want to read that? Uh yeah. So actually I have one last thing to add. I think it was when Mari from Twitter, uh, he was saying that the Bakan Lukaku conundrum, it should be a straight swap between the two. So they should never be on together because they're too similar. So whenever Zlatan's coming off, and Zuka should be, should be coming on, and they should never be together on the same pitch because we're doing the same thing. So I think I agree with them, but if Ibra's coming off, Manzuka should go on. Same build and all that. Uh, but that's it. Uh, I think Farino had a question. So it was, where does this leave us, this result leave us in terms of the top four race and Scudetto ambitions? Justin, do you want to start off? Uh, sure. I think the this result, I think we'll know more after the Roma game other than we will this game because I feel like 
like I said many times, I feel all of us could have said this result was going to go one way or it was going to take a miracle to go the other way. So, I mean, when you look at it like that, I think we'll know more after the Roma game, after, I don't know who we play after Roma, but I think it's Red Star, but that doesn't matter for the league. But uh, I think we'll know more after Roma because right now, I mean, I think Inter are just going to run away with it. Honestly, I really do. I thought that from the moment the season started, I uh, they just had it in them. They had the depth. They had everything. I, I think it, it was their season, their, their Scudetto to lose. So when you look at it like that, I think we are 100% still in the top four race. And if right now, sitting today, what is it, February 21st, if we do not make top four, I think there's no hope. It's, it would just be completely, I mean, <laughs> a complete disaster. So when you look at it like that, I think we're completely, we're 100% still in the top four race. Um, I think I agree with Justin. I think we are in the top four race, which is where we need to be, which we don't necessarily need to be first because that, again, wasn't our goal. I think the only concern um, in terms of where this leaves us is the confidence of the team. Obviously, we've come, you know, from being first for pretty much the whole uh, first part of the season to losing four games uh, in the new year, two in a row now in the league. So, obviously, in terms of confidence, that's going to obviously hit. Um, there's no hiding to that because, again, especially when it's a derby and then you lose against Spets, who's a smaller team. So, my only concern would be where's the team's confidence now? Um if we still have the confidence, like, yes, we can still play the way we're playing in September, in October, in November, where we're just winning every single game pretty much. If there's still that confidence, then there's no reason why we shouldn't make top four. But if we start losing confidence, um, and, we, you know, obviously losing confidence is going to lead us to playing against, playing like the way we played against Spezia, which was terrible. And it just, at this point, I think it's all about the confidence. We do have the players, the skills, the management. We have everything needed to make a top four. It's just all about the confidence and how well every player believes they can do. Because we can do it just about, you know, you've lost, okay, back to the training ground and we go again and we need to get back to winning ways. I'd like to just say one more thing about uh, the top four. I think a lot of our fans, including myself, were on cloud nine. I mean, not losing a game in not losing in 30 games, I, I think we all got a little bit too ahead of ourselves. And I mean, the losses were going to come. It's just you have to be realistic when it comes down to it. It's a long season. Not everybody's going to, we're not going to go undefeated. I mean, anybody could have told you that. So I think when you look at it that way, it's just, it was very unrealistic to think that we were just going to stay on top every week, every week, every week. There was going to be a dip in form. It, I mean, it was just almost guaranteed. Joe, your thoughts on where this leaves us? Yeah, I mean, I think this game uh, going into Inter were are in their best form of the season so far. Uh, they're in their best shape, and I think we are the complete antithesis of that. We're in our worst shape and our worst period, and we're at this point where we really need to sort of turn it around. We need a big result, and there's no better opportunity to do that than next weekend when we play Roma. And I've got to say, after those refereeing decisions in the, the last Roma game, I want nothing more than to see us beat them like 16-0. You know, I, 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 just, I, I, want, I want to see like Fonseca crying blood at the end of that game. It's, it's going to be like... <laughs> yeah, if Fonseca goes missing, you're going to be the first one on the list now. <laughs> yeah, okay. on the record, um, yeah, Fonseca, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, please, please don't kill me. <laughs> uh, Matt, your thoughts on that? Not on Joe killing uh, Fonseca yeah, in the yeah, top four I've, race. <laughs> yeah, I've, removed, I've removed myself from Joe's shenanigans. Um, but um, yeah, I agree with Justin, to be fair. The Roma game is like, we shouldn't be measuring our season on Inter. Like I said, they're way ahead in there. That's usually what Inter does. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, but we shouldn't compare ourselves to them. Like it's a, it's. I think this result just kind of shows like that we are a bit far behind. I said on the first episode of the podcast, I've said it for ages that this isn't our title race season. This is our top four season. And like uh, Justin said, the Roma result is the uh, well, result game is what's going to show us where we are. Roma are a team who aren't fighting for the title either, realistically. And if we lose three 0 to them that's when we start need to start need to start worrying about like top four and stuff like that. This result doesn't say this result isn't the one that says, yeah, you're not getting top four. The Roma one, if we get battered there or don't win there, that's when we maybe have to start worrying. But I think six points clear in the um when all the, everyone's played their games in hand and that's six points clear in the Champions League spaces with 15 games left. It's a very, very strong position to be in. Um, and I think it's one that we can take confidence from and we need to show the mentality that we've lacked in previous years we're here we're staying here and like uh, like you said already it's about confidence if we lose another game and another or drop more points that's when it's going to start go downhill but I think yeah if we get a big result against Roma um yeah and just get another win after that and just keep building from there and finish where like carry on where we finished with a couple bad results in the last few weeks and carry on our 2020 form rather than our 2021 form and uh, yeah I think we should be good for top four over the course of the season but I, I personally don't think we're that in that much of a title race anymore now. I think it was uh, Paolo Maldini who said in September that uh, start of the season our goal is to be fifth or sixth we have massively overachieved to be at the top for so long um, do we are we going to drop off drop off the race um, you know anything could happen it's football like that you guys know um, it's interest title to lose so I think like Justin said, they're going to go off with it because they're on a good run of form. They beat Lazio. They beat us. Um, after that Juve result, things changed for them. I think something happened to that group and they've just been getting good results at the end. So we're overachieving, but I think if we drop out of top four, it's a disgrace because we're six points clear, like Matt said too. So the Roma result will de- determine if we finish top four or whatnot. So anything can happen in football. Like, we can finish first. We can just finish sixth, like Justin said. But if dropping out of top four, that'd be, that would leave us all gutted. We'd be really, really disappointed. That's what I think. But I think uh, at the end of the day, we will finish top four, whether it be third, whether it be fourth. We have that little point cushion there over Juve, over Atalanta, over Napoli. We just need good results. And that's on PLE to determine that. Uh, yeah, go on, Samir. Um, I, I think it's still way too soon to say. We still have, like Justin said, 15 games to play. Anything can happen. We can finish first or we can end up seventh or sixth. But, uh, but I feel if we can beat Roma and keep on like beating the smaller teams, we will finish top four, no doubt. But if you lose to Roma, I think it's going to go all downhill from there, honestly. Because like, on, like none of us really expected us to win against Inter. But if we can't win against Roma, I think it's going to be a big problem for the, the squad's mentality. So I believe if we beat Roma, 
we're gonna finish off for like bit bit drama, then start building the smaller team and get back to the farm, and then hopefully we finished off for. And if we by end of the season, if we're like fifth, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> like it's going to that I don't, point. <laughs> like I don't think it's gonna happen. It's gonna go to that point. But if it does, oh my fucking god! Like I don't know. Like I think everyone has to resign if if that happens. Yeah. Like, like I think the podcast the has gotten extremely violent now. It's partially <laughs> my fault. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so to sum up, Joe's going to kill Fonseca. Samir's going to kill himself. It's going well. <laughs> um, well, please don't do this, Samir and Joe. Um, before we wrap up, I just have one question uh, for Justin. And Naeem can chip in into that as well. I just wanted to ask about the experience of football in the US. Because obviously I think... You know, when you think of football, you think usually more of Europe, um, you know, UCL, European teams. And I don't feel, you know, I wouldn't say football is the prevalent sport in the US. So I just wanted to ask, how is the experience there? You know, is UCL something that's even considered there? Just, you know, what, how, how is it over there in terms of football? I'd have to say it's a bit difficult because when, like me, I'm obviously a Milan fan. So I'm not, I'm not supporting Barca. I'm not supporting Madrid and United. I, you go around, you ask anybody, yo, you, you watch football? Oh, yeah, we watch American football. No, you watch fo- European football. Nah, you know what I mean? Like, it's not. And then when they do that, they say, oh, Barca, Madrid. It's not really real fans. But when you do find the real fans, it, it's important because it means something. And there is a lot of us, but there's few. There's also few compared to Europe. So it's difficult. But it's definitely, it's definitely growing for sure from when I was a kid. I mean, I didn't hear anything about it now i mean you look on instagram br everybody bleacher report everybody they're all reporting about football so it's definitely growing and i mean in terms of actual players coming out of the u.s i mean clearly the talents it's it's like it's never seen before i mean you have almost i think 60 players registered in champions league or in yeah something for the u.s i mean it's it's definitely growing but it's slowly but surely we'll get there but right now it's it takes time, so. Yeah, there's like a record number of U.S. players in the Champions League knockout yeah. stages uh, in the cha- uh, this season. So that's actually quite impressive how it's growing. I'm, we're definitely a minority. People like baseball in Justin's area probably. Uh, for yeah. me, it's hockey. They love hockey here. So when you do find like another Milan fan, it's something to terrorist because, wow, we support Milan. They've been asked for the past few years and you supported them. Mm-hmm. You asked, like Justin said, they support what, Manchester United, Chelsea, Manchester City, PSG, like these mainstream teams, but you don't find the uh, Liverpool. Fan. Liverpool too, yeah, exactly. But it's it's a minority for sure. So it's it was weird uh, being a football fan. So like, there's only a small concentration of us. So like that th- those relationships that you have with your friends, like they're meaningful because oh, yeah. it's a it's a minor sport that you follow and when you're watching the same game. You know, it's it's just special. All right, sounds sweet. Good. Um, just before we wrap up, the up uh, we can next game coming up. Um, it's um, the second leg against Red Star uh, back at San Siro. We drew two two. Um, the first uh, leg, they scored last literally the last kick of the game, and which was a bit disappointing. But we have those two away goals, which is going to be vital in case of a draw. 
Um, so what's everyone's thought? I mean, I, I personally think Piotr is going to rotate the team a bit. I think it's necessary because the Roma, again, I think any game in the league is much more important than, than the Europa League game for us. So I think we're probably going to see a similar uh, lineup to what we saw uh, last week with the likes of Mandzukic and Kronic even starting, which is, <clears throat> which is good because we need the rotation. We need to get players that give them a chance. Uh, but obviously we have also seen they are a team that can, you know, really put us under pressure and try and score two goals. I mean, they're not the best team, but they are, you know, they score two goals against them. We haven't won the game against them, which clearly shows they have something in them. So what's everyone's for on it in the coming up game? Justin, do you want to start? Sure. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. The first game wasn't easy. I mean, even though we were leading for most of the game, I don't think it was a very easy game. I don't think we dominated at all. Um, and that was obviously in Serbia. So coming to San Siro, you would think, I mean, we should get the result. But I, I don't think, I don't even think Pioli will rotate that much. I think we're going to play a lot of starters. I think Iber will play. I think the back four will probably be relatively the same, even though it probably shouldn't. But I think we're going to go for it. I mean, if you look around, a lot of people are saying that we should just crash out, crash out. But I the Europa League is money also. I You got to play for the competitions. I mean, you can't just crash out. of uh, The Copa Italia is one thing because, I mean, whatever, but Europa League is a pre prestigious trophy. So I, I don't think, I think we'll go to play and I think, I think we should come home with the win. And we can't lose against Red Star, like even no. you know, on an image, on, a, on the face yeah. value, if someone's looking, oh, AC we are lost against Red Star, that's just terrible. So we just yeah. can't afford to lose. Naeem, do you want to give your view? Yeah, I was. Uh, so I think it's a prequel. If you look at it, it's a, we're, we might play Champions League actually. So we're we'll playing games on what, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we, our squad has to be, you know, they have to focus on rotating these games. Pioli has to learn as a manager that he can't keep playing the same team and exhaust them. I think Theo's been really, really tired over the course of the season. So we have to be rotating properly to get ready for Champions League. You know, like these are the, we can't just crash out of Europe. And uh, remember what Sari did. So Sari, um, he went out of Coppa, he went out of Europe only to focus on the Scudetto. And then he didn't even win that in the end. That was quite funny to me. So we can't do something like that. We have to win. We're Milan. We're, we're one of the big clubs in the world. We have to win on, focus on winning everything. I don't care if it's Europe, but we have, it's a trophy, it's a trophy. We haven't won a major trophy in so long. We need a trophy. So I don't, so people, Milan fans saying that we should crash out. No, no man, it's a trophy. And it also guarantees us Champions League if you look at it that way. I just want silverware. That's what I think on Europa League. Joe, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at, um, yeah, the the fact that we're you know we're we have actually we're still in the Europa League, and I think if you look at the other teams that are in the competition, the other big contenders. I mean, what have you got? We've got Man United, Tottenham. I think probably Ajax as well are probably up there favourites. And then we'd have to say we're probably if you look at the teams uh, on paper, you know, we'd probably say we've we've got a decent chance of going far in the competition. And you know, if you ask anyone in the senior management at Milan they'll probably say that they'd rather see us win a European trophy, like even if it's just the Europa League, than the Scudetto because it's brand exposure. You know, it's the sort of, 
you know, it's what the, the club, uh, you know, organization wants. So, you know, they're definitely going to want us to really do well in that competition. And I think the players as well will want to do something in that competition because, you know, you forget no Italian team has won a European competition since Inter in 2010. And that's shocking. Yeah, Italy should, Italian football has been completely you know, underwhelming the last, this last sort of 10 years. So, you know, now that Milan are somewhat serious again, you know, we're going to want to see something a bit, bit better. You know, Inter came close last year, but, you know, I think we should really be trying to do our best in that. And as for the Red Star game, I think from that game, the thing I picked out was that Red Star Belgrade are all over the place defensively. So if we go out, you know, as we did in like the first 15 minutes of the second half against Inter, if we play like that, I think we can easily win like 3-4-0. Um, but, you know, if we're timid and, you know, tense as we have been overthinking things, trying to pick our moments too much, it'll, you know, it could come back to bite us. So we really should be trying to push on. And if we are going to go out of this competition, we need to be going out to one of the big teams, you know, we can't we can't be embarrassed and you know just we didn't try hard enough. That's that's not acceptable for Milan. Uh, you know, I remember it was like Olympiacos that put us out a couple of years ago, and that was I think that was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life as a Milan fan. Because it, it was not because we were shit or anything. It was just because we didn't we didn't give a shit. <laughs> so I want us to go out because we gave a shit and we were outplayed, not because we couldn't be bothered playing. You know, trying hard. So yeah, Matt, what are your thoughts on that? Um, um, yeah, did something happen? Is Joe talking or something? I think uh, Matt, he said Olympiacos <laughs> and you got frozen on the spot. He brought back some trauma for you, Matt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think my, my computer's gone a bit laggy. <laughs> what weird happened to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think that a couple weeks ago when we did that podcast uh, reviewing the Crotone match, it was um, perhaps admittedly a degree of arrogance from us because we were like oh we're in this title race and we're maybe too good for the Europa League let's throw it away sort of thing and um I think now we're kind of like we've had the Spezia loss we've had the Inter loss it's kind of like oh okay we're six points we're only six points clear in the Champions League spaces now it's not as it's not looking as secure as before and we were kind of like we won't look at before we were looking at like oh Leicester in there Man United are in there Tottenham are in there let's like just get out of that let's not waste our time a bit whereas now we're kind of looking at it like we need that sort of security net if that makes sense and um yeah I think that regarding Red Star we we should win we can afford a one-all draw I think with those two away goals were vital I think they like they, they've really given us a good um a good like leeway in our performance how good how good we need to play um so yeah, I think we'll get through versus, uh, versus Red Star, but I think overall we need to, yeah, not have the attitude of, yeah, let's leave the Europa League. We don't want anything to do with it. Let's wash our hands of it. I think we now need to be like, okay, let's not rotate too much. Let's not go too far in rotating. Let's keep it there as a backup in case things do start to go wrong in the league, of which there's every possibility, if we're honest. Samir, your thoughts on the coming up game? I think we should take uh, the Europa seriously because two things. One, exposure. And the second thing, money. Uh, we, we, we could really use the money for, you know, like buying the loanee guys 
that we got. And also the exposure would be better, honestly. And like Rob said, if you are crashing down from top four race, if you won the Europa, it's a one-way ticket to UCL. And as far for the uh, for the match, I think we should go with the team uh, B team. I think we can do it with team B if we have better intensity, like we showed today on the second half. If we play like last time we did against them, I think it's gonna be a loss for us because last time we really played bad. We like we scored a penalty and an own goal. So I I think if we if we have a better intensity, we can win it like. My prediction is winning it by two one. Um, I just had a question for Justin while he's still here. Uh, who do you think we should redeem out of Tomari Dalot? Uh, Tonali's that I think Tonali's already being redeemed, and some of our other loanies that we have right now. Well, to start, I think it's hard to even say Tomori's earned it, but he looks like a player that would earn his loan uh, fee. So. As far as Dalot goes, I'm not sure. He, for me, he's looked better on the left than he has on the right. So if we're going to bring him in to cover on the left, I don't know. I, what was his feed? Do you guys know off the top of your head? I'm yeah, not he's right-footed. He's right-footed. No, no, no. He's, he's, uh, like, uh, 25. Oh, 25 his feet. So, I you said his feet. <laughs> no, the feet's uh, 25 to 28. That's not bad. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know if Dalot's worth that. I think Brahim is a player who... He's very versatile, so he could be used on the right and as the number 10 uh, on the left. So I think maybe more I would lean towards... I, I think Tonali's already a Milan player. I think Tonali's 100% done, and so I'm not worried about him. But I think so far, Tomori and Brahim, for me, has been the two who I'd say, okay, they look like players that could play for Milan. Dalot, not, uh, not so much. What do you guys think? Uh, I think a lot of I think some of us say the same thing about Dalot. It's a bit too steep to be redeemed at that price point. Whereas uh, Tonali is already being redeemed, and uh, Tomori and Brahim definitely. Right, you covered that in the previous episode. You guys can go listen to that. Good plug. Um, just before, just before we wrap up, um, Atalanta Napoli uh, obviously just played, and Osimen left um, the stadium in, in the ambulance because he lost his senses. So hopefully he's okay. Um, just got notification, which is a scary thing to think about. So hopefully he's okay. But yeah, Matt, you wanna wrap it up? Yeah. So uh, thanks for watching, everyone. I think we've got a lot of things covered. A nice review, a little preview, and um, yeah, even started talking about uh, football in North America. And yeah, got a lot of stuff done. So I've uh, been joined by Red. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Samir. Guys, do not kill yourself. I was joking. <laughs> Say no to suicidal or something. We don't promote violence or anything yeah. along those oh, lines. Yeah. yeah, and say no to violence, no to racism, no to suicide. Unless Milan <laughs> drops from top four, then yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. See you guys. Yeah, I've been joined by uh, Naeem as well. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate the support. Hopefully, we run against Roma. Yeah, uh, and uh, been joined by Joe as well, of course. Yeah, I just want to make it clear that I wish nothing but safety and security to Car- uh, to Fonseca and his family. Um, yeah, just to be clear. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, nice one, guys.
just before we wrap up, um, I just want to say thank you for Justin uh, for coming on. Uh, we really enjoyed the time. We'll leave all of his social handle um, in the YouTube description. Definitely give him a follow. He's a great guy, great opinions, just a great lad. So thank you, Justin, for being here. Thank hopefully you, Justin. Yeah, hopefully man, thank you, man. Thank you guys for having me. It was great. It was awesome. Definitely want to do it again if I'm welcome. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. We'd love to have you on sometime. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, really good episode. Uh, thanks for coming on, Justin. And thanks for everyone, as usual, for turning up. Uh, and uh, we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.